Okay, so today is Monday of Lech Lecha. And here we have Avram. At this point, his name is not yet Avraham. Avram, about to enter this very, very immoral land of Egypt. He had passed the test of God telling him, Lech Lecha, go, leave your home, your father, your family, go to this land of Israel, start over at age... 75, seemingly. And then when he goes and travels, suddenly there's a famine. Only in Israel there's a famine. Another test. And now he has to go down to Egypt. And we already learned in Sunday's portion that he was aware that entering Egypt was going to be difficult with a woman as beautiful as his wife because the Egyptians were very swarthy, dark, immoral, and and he knew with a woman as beautiful as his wife, as Sarai, as Sarah, it was going to be a problem. So we are in chapter twelve, verse fourteen. But it occurred with Avram's coming to Egypt, the Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful. Now, Rashi points out, you only can appreciate this in the Hebrew, it says, with Avram's coming, not with their coming, which is what it should have said. There's two of them, Avram and Sarah. But it says with Avram's coming, with his coming, because she wasn't there. He actually hit her in a box because he was so certain that if the Egyptians saw her, there would be problems but they opened the box because they were demanding taxes and then they saw her and then there were problems. And the officials of Pharaoh saw her and they praised her to Pharaoh and the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. So Rashi explains, they praised her to Pharaoh, they're praising her among themselves saying, oh, this woman is so beautiful. Sorry, it was one of the most beautiful women of all time. She's fit for the king. And he, meaning Pharaoh, treated Avram well for her sake, and he acquired flocks and cattle and donkeys and slaves and maidservants and female donkeys and camels. So Rosh explains what does he treated Avram well? Because of Sarai, he gave him gifts, which actually the commentators explain that Avram's receiving the gifts was really laying the ground. Everything that's happening here is all creating what's going to happen in the future with the Jewish people. And just when the Jewish people leave Egypt, they leave laden with gifts. They leave laden with the physical treasures of Egypt and with the spiritual treasures of Egypt. So Avram receiving the gifts now creates a situation for what will be in the future. And that's why these gifts are significant. And God afflicted Pharaoh along with his household with severe plagues because of the matter of Sarai, the wife of Avram. So God afflicted him based on what the next verse says, which this affliction obviously had something to do with relationships. So therefore, as she says, he was stricken with a certain type of skin disease that he could not have relationships. So it says Pharaoh and his household, which Rashi says either means the people of his household or actually even the very walls of his household. 
because of the matter of Sarai, that's sort of an extra word, so Barashi says it actually means literally because of the word of Sarai, that she said to the angel, strike. And the angel struck. And she was, of course, saved from whatever Pharaoh's intentions were there. Pharaoh summoned Abram and said, what is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me to accuse your wife? So obviously from here we understand that Pharaoh understood that God was preventing him from having relationships and therefore he understood that why would God be preventing him from having relationships with this woman? I'm the king. I can take whatever woman I want. Ooh, she must be married. That's why God's not letting. Why did you say she's my sister so I would take her as my wife? Now here's your wife. Take her and go. In other words, when they found her in the box and they questioned Abram, Abram said, she's my sister. Why didn't he say she's my wife and protect her? Because Abram understood that if we were already in a land where they see a beautiful woman and they start asking me about my relationship with her, if I say we're married, uh, I know what they're going to do to me to remove that little impediment to their issue. I said, she's, she's my sister, so then I'm, you know, they want to be good with me as versus she's my wife, and when they, they want to knock me off. Now, Raji points out that Pharaoh's response was very different than when this happened a second time to Sarah, when she was taken by Abimelech. She was even older at that point. She was about 90 years old, and she was taken by the king of Gerar. And there, when he realized that um, they were married and and again God protected her Abimelech said oh stay in my land this is a beautiful land stay here let me do whatever I can to help you Pharaoh said get out of here because these Egyptians were very immoral people and uh, you know God protected you guys this time but I I don't think you should stay here I think you should leave I don't think there's going to be a safe situation The Pharaoh commanded men upon him, and they sent off him and his wife and all that was his. So Pharaoh commanded regarding him to protect him, to send him off and to protect him. And they sent him off, they escorted him. So Pharaoh did not think they should stay, but he did have him leave with honor and with gifts and with an escort. So Abram went up from Egypt, he with his wife and all that was his, and went with him to the south. Rashi explains to the south they're coming to the southern part of part of Israel because when they're going from Egypt to the land of Israel, obviously Egypt is more southerly than Israel. So therefore, when you're going from Egypt to Israel, the part of Israel you encounter is the southern tip of Israel. Of course, that's actually sort of the second point that Rashi raises. In the first one, he's explaining that we see this idea of going to the south was traveling to Haramaria. But in any case, as Rashi says, wherever he would have been traveling to, he's going to begin in the south, coming from Egypt to Israel. Now, Abram was very heavy with livestock, with silver, with gold, heavy as Rashi says, laden with all this baggage from everything he had received. He proceeded on his journeys from the south to Beis El, to a place where his tent had been at first between Beis El and Ai, 
Rashi gives her two explanations. Either he proceeded on his journeys, his return journey from Egypt to Israel, he mirrored his journey from Israel to Egypt, which means he stayed in the same inn. And Rashi says we learn here proper conduct, that we shouldn't change the lodging. If you used one on the way there, you should save one on the way back. Or it says on the way back he paid his debts. Now he has all this money from Pharaoh so he can pay off his debts. Of course, the commentator's question, we learned in Lachal earlier that he was a wealthy. So why suddenly have all these debts? And perhaps because there was a famine, he had utilized his wealth to help feed the people. And therefore, by the time he went to Egypt, he had nothing for himself. So he's from the south, and again, as Rashi says, because Egypt is to the south of Israel. Now, this location, we had learned this yesterday in Sunday's portion, how Abram pitched his tent between Basel, which was to the west, and Ai, which was to the east, and in between the two, that's where he pitched his tent, and that's where he built an altar. So now, as verse the final verse of the section concludes, to the site of the altar which he had made there at first, which we learned about in yesterday's portion, and there Abram invoked God by name. So Rashi explains either Abram invoked God by name when he first made the altar in chapter 12, verse 8, or now God Abram is invoking God by name now when he's returning to this altar that he had made previously before he went down to Egypt. 